too scared to do right now. Just to be like, what happened? He's like, I'm right out of money. He's like, what happened? That five racks in my account. I'm like, woo. <laughs> bought a car bro, like it's like it's like going from it's like going from like the kiddie pool to jumping into 13 feet bro. Yeah, I was like damn bro, no floaties yeah, bro, no I was floaties, like oh, sorry bro. Steve I can't afford a ride like what happened yeah bro <laughs> I spent all my money <laughs> <laughs> pretty much bro pretty much hey man look like we rolling alright let's start Hello and welcome back to the Truth Thoughts Podcast I am your host Gabe Timmons I have with me as always Justin Benjamin <laughs> and your boy Steven Alexander. Welcome back to the show, fellas. Hey, you know how was how was everybody's week? Everybody week going pretty good. Yeah, solid, solid. solid week. I was up in uh, Kansas City. Had some Kansas City barbecue for the first time. It was um, mid, wasn't it? It was. I don't want to say it was mid, but it wasn't top tier. Um, I've had Texas barbecue, obviously. So they gassed it up. They gassed it up. I never had North Carolina barbecue. Obviously, Gabe, you from North Carolina. Yeah. Um, and have you had all three genres? Yeah. Genres, yeah. bro. Yeah. Or yeah. types. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. You putting the, yeah. you categories? Putting the chicken wings up to your ear, bro? It's not, yeah. it's not a form of music. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. What, what would you say is your favorite? Uh, I always go North Carolina. Okay. But if I'm going to go with one that's like not North Carolina, I'll probably go with... Uh, Texas. I actually like Texas. Yeah, that's Texas what I'm saying. Barbecue is pretty good. Right. I was say, don't do it because yeah. North Carolina is not the best. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's some bias there, but I'm I'm biased. So I know exactly. You know. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Nah, I did enjoy. I had some burnt ends. I had some brisket. I had some it's pulled better pork. Than whatever Oklahoma. Oh, barbecue. for sure, for oh, sure. Yeah, but I, I have heard that Ooh. Tulsa's got good barbecue. We've been sleeping on Tulsa, but um, Oklahoma City not so much. Um, but yeah, no, I had brisket. I had pulled pork. So the text message. That's why they, yeah. they advertise in uh, Oklahoma. That's all they advertise. Yeah, Tex-Mex. Fried okra. I'm not saying they have good fried Tex-Mex. Okra, Chicken fried steak is a big Oklahoma staple for sure. Yeah, yeah that's the national uh, meal of Oklahoma. You know that the state meal. Yeah, really. I yeah. think so. Chicken yeah. fried steak. Yeah. Yeah. We know too much about Oklahoma. I know more about Oklahoma than where I'm from. Right. No, not necessarily, but. Yeah, I know a lot about Oklahoma. Yeah. Justin, you were just talking about uh, that video you seen where you were talking about uh, that you showed me this week with the uh, the Menace to Society. What'd you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but first, first, we have to uh, define. You know, let's what let's define what a Menace to Society uh, Think is. of uh, Patrick Beverly on the Clippers. Yeah. Um, think, think of that, that, your, that co-worker you know, that works the same nine to five with you, but on the weekend he's engaging in like criminal activities. <laughs> like, like he's, he's going out to the club. I had a coworker. He's like every weekend or every time he would go out, he would go out seldom, but it was always some kind of violent story. Like, like he, he would go out to the club. I was talking to this girl and some guy tried to like flex on me saying I was talking to this girl. Yeah. And he said, I, next thing I know, he was like, I got him in the headlock. We were fighting. We were brawling. I said, you are a demon. That is a menace. That a is menace. a menace. When I think menace to society, I think someone who purposely, intentionally wreaks havoc on that society. Someone who is subversive to yeah. the society itself. Wait, wait, uh, uh, if you draw it in your mind, what's the... What's the what's like an NBA young boy fan. That is a menace <laughs> to society. <laughs> Point blank. Dirty black forces. <laughs> color beaters. You go to sleep in your jeans with a Gucci belt on. You are a demon. Stay well, away. Uh, one example that comes to mind is somebody you've seen on the train. Someone who listens to music through their, sh- their iPhone speaker on public transportation. Yeah. That- it pisses me off that, that right that they don't have to be singing they just gotta be like listening to the music on their phone that is menace to society behavior Bro. or or someone better yet someone who <laughs> now I'm just getting the pet peeves that I have someone exactly. <laughs> I'm actually grew up and you like I so I, I cannot stand people especially on like airplanes who think they're the most important passenger on the plane like as if no one else has people don't take airplanes to go to the grocery store everyone's got an important thing to do right. it's got it's a loved one it's a, it's right. a work conference and I, those are menaces to society to me people who just act like they're the most important people in the damn plane bro one of the biggest like two two of the biggest things i could think of i think a menace to society bro if you pull up to a gas station bro and like you stare 
down everybody that you like. You know what I'm saying? Like you looking like, for a fight. Like, yeah, like you stare down and, and you touching your belt because you, you right, strapped bro. up. It's like he's a demon. I'm like, Press level inevitable. Stay away. Don't mess with this dude. Say what's up, bro. Because if you if you look at him wrong, bro, he might think he's still <laughs> in prison. Like, bro, what's up? You got a problem? I'm like, bro, if, if, if he's wearing like a bulletproof vest, like 50 Cent, like it's a fit. Stay away from I know, me. I know, I know he's a demon. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah. So that's my first one, and then the second one, bro. If you still DoorDash, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! Don't even get me started. I, me and Justin saw this clip recently on Instagram. It was this little girl who was grubbing on some yeah. shorty's DoorDash, and the owner comes out. She's like, "Where'd you get that?" And the lady was like, "The little girl was like, um, GrubHub," and she was like, <laughs> "She was like, I'm DoorDash." I was weak. That's something that what, what happened. That's something our neighborhood exactly. Would do. These little brats around little here, ratty ass kids just Ugh. munching on DoorDash like they don't get food at home. Maybe bro, they don't. That's bro, a, I, like we didn't spend ten dollars over the advertised price just to, so we don't have to get off our. Ass. Bro, who? <laughs> menaces, menaces to society. That's who does that. People, people who wear two watches, unironically. That's a menace oh, to yeah, society. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand that. Hey, I see. I did that one time, but it's actually functional because I use my Apple Watch. Yeah, you had a and I was fitness actually trying watch. to get my steps on one hand and trying to be drunk right. on another. You had a fitness watch, and then yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's still that. I was I was pushing it. I was but pushing some people it. who are like a Hublot and like a Rolly at the same time. Well, come on, bro. Oh you're, yeah, yeah, you're a menace to society. I would say another one. People that post ratchet on Facebook, bro. Cannot stand it. Your family's on here. You're talking about next time I see you. I'm gonna run the fade, bro. Your grandma can see you <laughs> talking about some uh mood. I need my like, your mom is on here. Speaking of parents, but they watch this pod, so that's <laughs> <let's, laughs> like, bro. Uh, that's I know, yeah, you know what? That's I, serious, I literally bro. had a person like come to mind whenever I you just said that, bro. <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> I, 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 you know somebody who does that too. Absolutely. I feel like every person has that person that they can think of that does that. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. My, I have cousins that do that. They'd be like, or like if you go into some, if you go into someone's bio and it says work for the block or works at the block, like you're a demon. <laughs> Yes, bro. Student at I don't know. Student I, at hard knocks. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> You're a boss. Yeah, bro. Uh, back to the DoorDash, bro. Like, yeah, bro. Who who steals DoorDash, bro? Yeah, I would say DoorDash has, is. Has that happened to you before? Uh, no. Like, I've sent DoorDash to the wrong place and had to end, get, get get myself off my and drive anyway to my my old apartment across town just to get it just to make sure i'm like speeding speeding to get to this doordash before someone's like opens the door and it's like oh free sonic <laughs> like what, no it's mine that being said what, what would you say has been like your worst experience with like now it doesn't just have to be doordash but like any delivery app bro i was thinking is is the same for everyone is um it is um when they eat your DoorDash. That's what's like the best invention that DoorDash, not really invention, but the best method uh, DoorDash came up with is actually the little stickers on the, that uh, seal the bag. So I think yeah. it's going to be like, <laughs> eating your fries. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand when people um, like refund my it's just like, oh, I gave up. Sorry. Like, I'm still hungry. That doesn't change the fact that I... Uh, yes, it has. On DoorDash, on Instacart specifically, like, yeah, I'm going to refund this. Like, especially on Instacart when you can, like, shop for your groceries for the week. Um, not sponsored by them, by the way. But uh, on yet. Instacart... Yet. yet. On Instacart, you might order, like, a staple food product, like some chicken or s some vegetables. Oh, yeah. You're on chicken on DoorDash? Or, or this is Instacart, Steve? Uh, Instacart. I'm talking about Instacart. Oh, okay. You might order, like, some something you need to complete your meal for the week. Oh, yeah, I couldn't find it. But I'll refund you. Like, no, I'm still... That does not change the Steve fact... Steve is mad because they couldn't find his smoked paprika. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we live in a food desert, ladies and gentlemen. We live in a food desert. I know. You but, keep saying but, that. But you want to go to Country Mart to find the greatest ingredients. You can't be cheap and bougie at the same time, Steve. Long story short... Actually, I think... Yeah, go ahead. I just can't stand when people refund my, my DoorDash yeah. or whatever. Cause, I honestly uh, think I would be more annoyed at that than right. I think the worst thing that normally happens to me is when <laughs> this is like a super like lazy problem. Yeah. Right. But when they get there and they 
act like they cannot find your 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 spot. Like they cannot find your your apartment or your house. Oh my gosh! And then like you literally have to walk out there and describe where you're at. And it's like the most simple thing. <laughs> See, ever. look, you always get mad at DoorDash because like, when you have to get off your ass. I had this lady. I had this lady uh, this week, and she uh, she she drove to our spot, and she said, uh, "Yeah, I, I can't get into the uh, into the gate because I live in a comp- apartment complex yeah. with a gate." She's like, "I can't get into the gate." I was like, uh, "Did you try this code?" And then she was like. Uh, yeah, it's not working. I'm like immediately. I'm like, I know, I know that right. you're at the wrong spot because that code works every time, mm-hmm. no issue. Right. And then she's like, Yeah, I don't, I don't know where it is. I'm like, Are you at the main gate? She's like, Oh no, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't think I'm at the main gate. I was like, It would help if you were right. at the main gate. Yeah. And then well, we're horrible though, because be mad in general. If they have to do any more movement, then walk to the door and oh. pick this. Up, bro, oh, they exactly. Talking about, can you meet me at the lobby? Like, no, can you give me my tip back? Right. Like, I'm tipping you for no. a reason. See, if anything, we need to do better with the tip with DoorDash because that's the thing. I'm notorious, especially because I'm already kind of salty and I have DoorDash Premium or Dash Pass, whatever the fuck it is, and I'm still paying like $7 over what I would normally pay for to buy that um, food. So, um, where was I going at? Damn, I, already, I almost lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm saying we need to no, because the reason the reason why the reason why we're cheap is because um, is because we're already paying at a premium price. So we always um, move the tip to what the lowest, like 10 percent. We need to stop doing that because I've started to notice whenever I um, put the tip on the, like the minimum requirement. Like little things like start to like not show up like forks and uh, and um, spoons. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like straws, bro. It's happened like the last three or four times. Like maybe I need to tip them better because I think they just do that to be petty. Because I'm just not going to include a fork on this order or no napkins, no no. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense, honestly. Right. Like I, I'd probably be like, look at this douchebag. Right. I didn't get, I didn't get a straw or napkins one from Panda Express. See, that's another reason. Why it's good at the stickers because if they rip it up to spit a loogie, you know you like I'm not eating this. <laughs> Go get me some more. You menace the society. <laughs> yeah, you're a demon if you do that. Hey, bro, I was just thinking about it, bro. Um, it's a little bit of a pivot, but I was just thinking about what you had said last week mm-hmm. when we were talking about uh, whatever the relationship topic was. But uh, you know, we said we would touch on long distance relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, like. Yeah, what are your your thoughts on it? Because, you know, we kind of pushed through it last week. Yeah. But I kind of want to know. I think think it's best as I I talk about it first, and then Gabe probably had the longest uh, long-distance relationship, So, uh, which was successful. So he's married. Before we we go into it, can I frame it with two overarching questions? Yeah, go ahead. Of course you are. See, look, we all know. Everyone knows (laughs) where Steven's going to go with this. No, no. I'm not going to go. Go ahead. He's he's against long-distance relationships. I wasn't even going to take a stance. I was just going to put some questions out there to like frame the conversation. Continue. So, uh, pretty much, my question to you to frame the to frame the conversation, like I said, is one: What do y'all consider distance to begin with? One and two, because that's relative for every different couple. And two, um, does it work in your perspective? Uh, okay. So, Justin, you want to start off? Right? To, yeah, yeah, I would say. Um, Long distances, you got to take a flight to see that person. If, okay. you're, if you're within driving distance, what I would say anything um, under eight hours, I would say that's not really long really? distance. I would say, seriously, if you're considering, if you can drive to your, your partner and it's like four hours away, it's like, oh, long distance. You're just needy. Honestly. That's wow. my, hey, that's my blunt take no, on your valid take. That's a valid take. You're needy and, and uh, some, you might have some controlling qualities or insecurities. I would say if... Long distances, you have to take a flight to see him, especially uh, having experience, uh, especially like if it was a different um, time zone. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, and th- your second question was what? Is it, is does it, it work? Worth it? Yeah. Um, it does work, but long distance, like, or it can work, mm-hmm. but it requires such a uh, consistent effort. It's, they're harder. They're yeah. definitely harder because it's easy when you're like 15 1500 miles away from your partner to lose interest and like kind of drift and you're more open to temptation um it requires a lot of work um and also i would say the lack of communication sometimes especially if you're in different time zones due to different schedules mm-hmm. could definitely um create like 
trust issues for sure. I'm actually really surprised. Like that's a, that was actually a good question because right. like Thank I you. thought Thank we you, universally would have agreed on this because like my thought process on long distance relationship was like two hours, two hours and up. Yeah. So because because whenever I was a uh, because me and my girl we were long distance for a while mm-hmm. and like. <clears throat> Even when I was in college, like I probably lived like forty-five minutes away from her. Yeah. And then uh, I would say when we hit the two-hour mark, that's where I was like, okay, this is a long-distance relationship. But yeah, mm, you just wow. said eight hours, bro. You said that's, any kind of. I mean, I drive an hour and a half most most weekends to see my girlfriend. I, I mean, she considers it long distance, yeah. but I'm like, no. I, I guess the that's way clockwork. I guess the way I felt about it was like, if I can't just like drive over to you, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I actually have to like. Think about whenever I'm gonna go see you. That <laughs> like, playing that. like a trip itinerary. Yeah, like I mean, like like if it's if it's gonna be a hassle anytime that you like go see them, yeah. like you you can't just like in the spur of the moment say I'm gonna go see my girl or go see yeah. my man. Like that's what I consider yeah. long distance. Here's maybe, my f- maybe I'll whittle it down maybe like to four and a half hours because yeah. that's the range of my car. So if I could just hop in my car <laughs> on a full tank of gas and yeah. get there. Yeah, you know that's not long distance, but that's, I'm gonna have to. And Steve gets like two miles a gallon with this Jeep, so yeah. he's gonna have to like plot on the map his refill stations, especially <laughs> if he's driving in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. Yeah, so that's actually a good uh, frame of reference. And my frame of reference that I use is if I can wake up in the morning, you know, have a cup of coffee, have some breakfast, and drive to my significant other's crib and be there by lunch and be, be able to sit down there and have lunch with her. Yeah. That is that's like, like the four co- hours. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Three, two and a half, three yeah, yeah. hours. Like that's the threshold for distance. For me, but um, if I have to cross, cross like here to the, Dallas, if like I have to, yeah, here three to Dallas, hours. Eh, Dallas might be some distance. I don't know. Um, That's like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. You but be driving slow. If hey, if hey. I have to cross state, <laughs> I swear the thing is like there's, there's a state line there involved, and that's kind of like implies, oh, she's in a different state. She's out of state, out of towner. Yeah. I agree. I actually uh, agree. Like if I have to sit there and be like. Shoot, like anytime I'm about to go see my girl, or like, do I got money for the tolls? Like, Damn, yeah. like y'all just don't like to drive because I hop in my car yeah. almost every I weekend. Think that's what it is, too. See y'all. Mm. I think that's what it is. Bro. Yeah, I hate driving, bro. Yeah. I I really do, bro. Anything more than two hours, I'm like, yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah, I guess yeah. I'm not complaining because it's not it's not over two hours, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah, my drive is not more than two hours, but yeah, anything longer than I'm like, but I think if you can like within the same like two meal time frame like whether it's lunch to dinner or like you know breakfast to lunch and like see your girl in that time period like yeah, that's yeah. that's not really distance to so, me like uh, what, do you, what do you think makes it hard um i think there's a, a multitude of things that make distance challenging one physical space you're not necessarily you don't sharing the space with your partner um and in that physical distance creates other types of distances whether it could be like a emotional distance or mm-hmm. a sexual distance yeah. um so that's i think that's what makes it challenging sequencing because justin talked about time zones like right. i was in a long distance relationship when i lived in you know what i'm saying that's literally 12 hours of time so like i thought it was like 14. yeah no it exactly. is 14 yeah um and then daylight savings time because doesn't do it it's 15 hours what i digress right. um but I think, yeah, that was that was challenging because I'd be waking up in the morning to get ready to go to work, and my significant other would be getting ready to go to bed, yeah. or and then, <clears throat> you know, that that creates a whole host of like, because you're in a different mood in the morning than you are at night, yeah, right? And we talk about sure. arguments and stuff like that, and yeah. like, yeah, and also distance uh, disrupts like, I would say that one of the key uh, components of a relationship, yeah, communication. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for things to get misconstrued and. Um, Obviously, with the differing in like time zones, you have different schedules. Yeah. So, like, if you're like insecure, or if you have like control issues or whatever, like long distances, it's not yeah. going to be for you because you're gonna have a difference in schedule, and they're not. They might be sound asleep, and you're gonna try to, you know, call them, and they don't pick up. It's like, what are you doing? It's like I was asleep. So, it's not for everyone. Yeah. I think the thing that like was always kind of hard for me, or like a little difficult for me, was uh, like you kind of just get used to your own like routine and yeah. rhythm and stuff like that. And like you kind of, even though you'll have an argument or something on the phone or anything like that, like at the end of the day, you're like, well, they're, they're gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're gone. Like, All right, fellas, let's go. And you know? when you, exactly. And when you do finally get to see them in person, like it's like a big deal. Yeah. But whenever they're gone, then it's like, well, 
back to normal. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's like you do have that like you'd almost afford to have Twitter figures and be like yep. Alright, guys, hey, go out. Oh. Then you'll be on, on Snapchat, like, yeah, we live. And then this is exacerbates the problem. So, one thing to Gabe's point, I actually have a couple things to say. One thing to Gabe's point, um, yeah. I think that's, that can be argued it could be kind of a pro of a long distance relationship. It allows you to cultivate individual friendships in your own interests. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, like, you, you can actually grow as a person uh, in a long distance relationship. Yeah. Um, For sure. It's a true test of a relationship. Yeah. And if it's, if it's successful, you guys' bond is going to be stronger. Like, um, Steve always said, like, the heart grows fonder with distance. Yeah. So I do agree with that strongly. So if everything works out and you guys finally end up, like, you know, um, getting together and it's not long distance anymore, like, your relationship is definitely going to benefit. Yeah, that. you'll be stronger individual people. Like Justin exactly. said, they're not Asset, not yeah. a liability. Um, one thing before I forget, this is funny-ass TikTok I saw this week. It's kind of viral on TikTok right now. It's called uh, Couch Boy, and, and there's all this Couch Boy slander in the comment sections. Basically, I'll, I'll try to, like, summarize the clip for you. This dude, this girl flies all the way across the country to surprise her college boyfriend, long distance or whatever, and then she gets in the – people are, are following with her with the camera, and she gets into the, uh, the dorm room. And then her boyfriend's just on the couch with like three other shorties to his left and looks very unenthusiastic. He's like, oh, hey, babe. It's mad funny. Everyone on the internet is dragging the calling him couch boy because he's on the couch with three other shorties and his girlfriend. She's wheeling the suitcase in in the video and everything. It's just like the boyfriend's just hey, like, hey, uh, that's why it. it that's why you don't pop up. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yo, no, just that's exactly why you pop that's up. That's exactly. That's exactly. That, it's toxic, but that's exactly why you pop yeah. up. <laughs> the, yeah. the whole internet is judging their relationship right now. It's but the mad thing is, funny. you can easily bail it as a surprise. Like surprise, <laughs> and it's like, oh, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. The, the fun. Nah. Yeah, he like gets up off the couch and like gives her a little weak ass church hug. Like, hey, like it is so funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough. But but yeah, did y'all did y'all find it worth it? You know, I I did obviously. It definitely was. What I was like, yeah, of course you did. Success story over here. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely worth it if you're willing sure. to continue to put in the effort. Once, like once, like, and you have to put an equal effort because long distance is really noticeable when it becomes like more of a one sided relationship. Mm -hmm. You can yeah. feel that energy. He's yeah. like, so hey, I'm in a party, babe. Uh, bye. I'm like, oh yeah. For me, here's, he's stepping out. Here's one entry argument for a long distance relationship for me. Like, I cannot enter in a long distance relationship with the duration with the duration longer than the relationship I already had in person. Does that oh, make sense? Yeah. I would say that's true because does that make I sense? Entered, I entered it in, I think, at a year and a half. Yeah, so just like those bonds are already strong. So, so it, yeah, yeah, that's one entry argument. And two, um, there has to be what I've read. Uh, that, there has to be like an end date in sight. I was about to say that. There, yeah. That there the has point. to be some hope in the relationship. The it can't be like, hey, I'm going to like India for 10 years on some Peace Corps contract. Right. Deuces, like, nah, like there has to, there has yeah. to be an end in 100%. sight. 100%. Yeah. And you got, I feel like, and this is what we did, like you have to constantly like talk about like what the plan is, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, in this month or whatever, you're going to move out and, or, or in mm -hmm. this month I'm going to move here. But yeah, if it's just like an endless relationship to nowhere, like it's going to. And you got to plan visits out. Sure. You got to give yourself something to look forward yeah. to in a long distance mm -hmm. relationship, whether yeah. it's coming home or whether it's uh, Thanksgiving or something like, yeah. right. you should have I, hope in the relationship. I, I have a coworker like that. He's like engaged to some girl in the Philippines. Damn. And he's like, so like when she come coming back or when she coming to the United States? He was like, I don't know. Ah, he's out nah. here enjoying his life with, you know. Hey, 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 don't put the co-working business out there like that. Question. Hey. Here's a question. Here's a question. Let's let's shift. Let's shift focus. Here's a question. Okay. Do you we, think technology Do you think yeah? Do you think technology has made long distance relationships easier or harder? Easy, both. It, mm -hmm. it has made it easier. Harder, and it, easy. has, it has made it easier and it has also made it harder. Mm -hmm. So, like, the easier part, I would say, like, for me, I was able to FaceTime my girl like, right. routinely at 9 o'clock every single night for as long as we were in the relationship. So, for that, it made it easier. It made it more difficult because the social media we always mm -hmm. talk about, you're mm -hmm. always like, mm, what am I missing out on? Right, right. But yeah, uh, send me your snap location. Like, yeah. right. what's like, open your snap maps. Like, where are you? Like, mm. yeah, I'm saying, if you have control issues, you need yeah. to not do long distance. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I do value in a long distance relationship, like some snail mail. Y'all yeah. ever do that? Snail no, Steven. Wait, what's like, write a letter. He's writing letters, bro. 
that, that's interesting. That, that Bro, it's is, as easy as this. I love you. I mean, like, look, honestly, I feel like my girl would probably have, like, been like, oh, if I would have did. That's what I'm saying. I would have wrote that. But me, I'm just too much of a. Listen, it's crazy because a good relationship and listen to this, a good, a good relationship is about spontaneity and creativity. That's what keeps a relationship yeah. alive. If y'all are this lazy at 25 years old, imagine what it's going to be like when hey, you're 57. Listen, listen, listen. This is how Steve makes up for him being cheap. He does weird, cute shit like this. <laughs> a Gucci bag will suffice. Hey, not always, man. Not always. Not always. You can't take a Gucci bag to the grave. You can't. And you can't take a damn piece of snail mail. But you can take the... more valuable? You can, the sentiments, they, they bury, bro. They bury royalty with their valuables. Who wants who wants to be buried with a piece of paper? The sentiment, bro. The sentiment. Yeah. This is how you make up for being cheap, Steve. We know. <laughs> I'm a I'm a good boyfriend, man. I'm a good boyfriend. A cheap romantic. He said he covers it up with I'm a I'm romantic. Why? Hey, my girl already knows. Like, no, she's still asking <laughs> for flowers. I'm like exactly. I'm like, hey, look, man. I it doesn't have to. It, it doesn't have to be flowers because that, even that gets played out. It has to be something that's just um, spontaneous and creative that's unique to y'all's relationship. That's what keeps relationship. Oh, see, that's going. key. That's key because it, it, different things work for different people. Like I've had a girlfriend that you know didn't like. Well, she didn't yeah. really care for flowers. Right. Like, oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> Yo, you gonna work? That's been seventy five dollars on those. Flowers, like, exactly. And now, and like my girlfriend now is like, wow, I love flowers. I can give her flowers like every other day. It's like, wow, thanks, babe. That actually makes it easier. Flowers are expensive as hell, man. I yeah. Say that. So that's what I'm saying. If I get you some roses, I'm like you better ward in the. <laughs> like I want to stay alive for more than three days. It's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. You better ward it. No, and <laughs> and and that's and that's why I said sometimes social me- media makes it. Um, a little harder because you just playing for, uh, for the lit community. Yeah. Oh, look what this guy sent me! And then as soon as um, you're offline, you know you just go throw it in the corner or throw it in the trash. Yeah. Right. So shifting just a little bit. Hmm. So what would you say? Moving it off of like just intimate relationships. Yeah. But as an adult, like mm-hmm. what would you say a good or bad friend is now? You know, I hmm. think it changes as you get older and stuff like that. What constitutes a friend, a good friend, or a bad friend. Yeah. What are y'all's thoughts? Um, I was I would start by saying for me, like, uh, in my age now, I would say what constitutes a bad friend is someone with bad character. Like the Bible says in First uh, Corinthians, um, that you know bad character or uh, bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. So that's something you should look for in a fr- friend. It's like if you look at your friend and you're you're looking at them like wow, like they're kind of like a bad person. I don't really think you should be friends with them, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in me, like in my current state, I'll say like um, people that are kind of like undriven, but they try to like drag you down. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. people are just not motivated, yeah. but it's like, no, mm-hmm. like I want to hang out. I'm like, well, I have like other things to do. Yeah. Like, um, and I would say another big thing would be like people like groupy friends. I can't stand them. Like they create like an in-group, an out-group, and like you're supposed mm-hmm. to, and like it fosters like group things. Like, oh no, you're going to do with, with the guys, with the group. Like we're going to do this and that and the third. And if you like hang out with somebody else, like, no, like you're supposed to be hanging out with the guys. I'm like, nigga, I can have other friends. Like they're Whoa. groupie friends, bro. That's Whoa. sus too. I have, that's sus. I have, I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've had a friend group yeah. like that. It, that sounds get rid weird. Of them. Get bro. rid of them. That sounds like, weird. It's not a frat, bro. Juvenile. It sounds very right. juvenile. I, was, I, don't, very I don't. I don't. I don't do group. Elementary. Things. Exactly. Come like on, emotionally man. dependent friends. Like yeah. that's the last thing you want, yeah. especially if we nearing thirty. Like last thing you want is a needy yeah. ass friend. No, bro. I think for me, what I think is a, a good or a bad friend like a good friend is a friend that is one like yeah the kid back to character motivating you right and also like will call you out on your nonsense mm-hmm. like they're not just along for the ride and if you make a mistake or something they're just like right. whatever you know let wh- where we drinking at you know what i mean right exactly. like a good friend will tell you like hey what you just did there that was effed up or that was messed up. Yeah, exactly. Give you advice. That's a good friend in my opinion. Like a yeah. bad friend now is one that just they just always either want to go drink or exactly like, want to party or something like that, and they have like no real substance to them. And they all, you know they always mean? saying something like uh, out of pocket, like where your mom at? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I know y'all seen that meme. Yeah, where your mom at? Like, yo, chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> 
I think to pair uh, some of what Gabe said, just to echo it, um, I think a good friend should really push you outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like a good friend should make you mad sometimes. A good friend Steve should. Steve re- irritates the f- out of me, bro. <laughs> okay. You make me so g- angry sometimes. Like, uh, like sometimes we like butt heads, but you should like. I was like, because if if a friend is not like eliciting that response, you probably don't care. It's just mm-hmm. like eh, whatever. Like yeah. you probably just don't. Care. A bad friend will watch you burn. Yeah. And think nothing. Oh about. yeah, like you go out to the bar Ooh. and they be like, "Tee up, tee up." I have bro, friends like, "Tee up, Jay, you know tee what up." That sounds like that sounds like a friend of me. That's bro. a friend of me, that's bro. Not even, that's not even a friend. Like yeah. that's a person who they hang out with you because of like circumstance or whatever. Like they want to see you, you guys fail. Work together or like you guys have the same like friend group, right. but they are not really your friends. Like they give you slighted comments, uh, mm. compliments and stuff like that. Like they're hoping you fail. Right. And whenever you do succeed, like they, they never acknowledge it or they're like, Oh yeah, good job. He's a cornball. Like, you. no, you're what? a eater. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, bro. I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. No, that's it, man. That's, that was my main point. Like, uh, a friend should, uh, a good friend, you should be able to build with, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. What would you say an acquaintance is? Uh, an acquaintance is someone who like you you slide up on their story like yo bro miss you man when you coming to my city or whatever yeah, like exactly. that's an acquaintance yeah or like, or like your friends like hey like I'm I'm actually trying to go out this weekend like so what y'all want that's the type that's what I think when the my, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of an acquaintance is it's like I'm bored like like my real friends are out of town like I guess I'll hang out with him this weekend like yeah yeah you know. and everyone has those I don't think it's a problem no. with that no know? no no. But you just have to actually set those boundaries. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. The You definitely have a lot of acquaintances now. And you really kind of got to, I don't know, in your mind, like, designate, like, who who's going to fill up your space. Because you can't let everybody in your circle. That's yeah, yeah. I would say, especially as we're life. getting older, like, you want to keep your circle small. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to let, like, I'm really on that uh, no new friends vibe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> seriously. No, I was, me and Gabe were talking about this earlier, mean. like... It's like you got to be careful who you let in your circle. Like some, yeah. like some people just want to be in your circle, just kind of like keep an eye on yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like let's see what he's doing. Like mm-hmm. you know, I can't have him come up over me. Exactly, friend of me, bro. You got to watch out for that. This is kind of like a sidebar. Do you think men and women can be like genuinely platonic friends? Oh no! Whoa! No! No! No disrespect, but no, no. I just don't. Think so. Just like Steve Harley, Harvey had illustrated this before, like. Really, I, I would like to say, like, well, maybe from, from my standpoint, I would say, like, I wouldn't be a friends with a Dusty. I wouldn't be friends with a girl I'm not attracted to. And that's how I, and literally, like, you think of, and most female friends or, are like, guy friends to females has just been curved, honestly. I yeah. think they really just got friend wow. zone, and there's like, oh, actually, I'm a friend zone. Actually, I'm okay actually, with that. Actually, Steve, let me, uh, let me, let me adjust it. I think that if you were talking, like, best friends, confidant, yeah. that kind yeah. of stuff. I don't think so. But wow. I do think, mm. but I do think like a friend, like you can be friends with a woman, um, but only if like they're, they have a relationship. They're in a relationship with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the worst. That's like the that. worst. And the reason I say that is right. because look, there's a mutual respect at that point. Right. There's mutual respect. You know, like you have a relationship or whatever, and you're never going to, Cross That's that my line. only exception. Exactly and the only said. other thing I would say is childhood friends. Like I have a, a couple childhood friends that like nothing is happening because we have been friends for so long. But if you're talking about me meeting like new new uh, woman friends, like yeah, you know, it's, it's not, even it's with the not, childhood friends, it's just not even and I've heard plenty of times even with the tri- childhood friends, like you can't cross that boundary. You got to be careful because as like you want to make sure it's certain settings because y'all get out drunk and he's like you get little beer guys like oh she looking kind of good. To be on it, it just, but just like just like what Steve Harvey has said, like um, think of like that female friend as armor, and you see a little sliver. Uh, or cracking that armor, you gonna go for it, bro. Like a little drunken night, and you're like, oh, you're looking kind of good. So you guys have never, to use that cliche, you know, you never friend zone somebody. You never been like friends no. with a girl you're not attracted to, or just like that's conventionally like, attractive, like so, you're so, not attracted. So, so to? that goes back to kind of what we were talking about with good and bad friends and acquaintances. Yeah, those women became acquaintances. Like we might have hung out. Like amongst the yeah exactly or see him in passing like, and be like, nice if we're to them. talking like 
best friends like where we're like hanging close out and hanging no. out alone no really it, no I feel like a sip you look no, like a there are friend. several women in my life that i consider close friends that and, and i'm not may, attracted maybe, to sexually maybe at all we're close-minded on that maybe maybe mm. like maybe we just I, have i think it i think it's it. i think it's dependent per person yeah like honestly because i'm not even gonna try to befriend well, the thing is i'm not gonna try to befriend a girl it's gonna be the opposite like i'm yeah. trying to and and get with a girl and i get friends on i'm like and ah, for I'm not example doing this. like like me as a as a married man and then like him in a relationship i'm not trying to bring it back to that but like that just looks inappropriate like right. me going to a bar with just one woman like and i'm married yeah. like the optics on that is crazy exactly whether we're we're like mutually just hanging out it looks crazy like that doesn't look mm-hmm. you know good right. and that's why I, I don't think so yeah but but yeah just just the thought on that bro and uh, what what role what role would you say friends play in your life now? You know, as you get older, what, what do you think they? Play I would in say your like more so like family. Yeah, about, like yeah. you guys, I consider you guys like my family, but also like business partners. Um, that's how close are. Like the thing is, if you have a friendship where you can like mix money and like you know not get mad. Um, obviously, Steve is mixing like the money with me with um, mm-hmm. our house. You know, um, paying rent or whatever. Um, if you can mix money with them without, you know, any like bad feelings, I think, you know, that actually is makes like a closer friend. Cause I hate friends that are a little bad and are weird with money, bro. Like, yeah. so. Oh my gosh. I went to a party. I went to an event in Atlanta two weekends ago now and there's still people who owe Venmo requests. Right, right. I'm like, come on, bro. It's like, you can be cheap, but like, at least be fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, still, like, I've never had to like, ask Steve for money like yeah. that. Like, yeah. I'm cheap, weird. I'm frugal, but like, if I owe somebody money, I'm, yeah. I'm getting it to them. It's like, <laughs> like you're a debtor. They throw in jail for that in some countries. <laughs> All right, Peter, your credit's going. Right. I'm reporting you to the credit bureau. Like, come it's on. Like, it's like, actually, in colonial times, the state of Georgia actually used to throw debtors in jail. They had a debtor's jail. That's crazy. And a lot of, um, and a lot of, of Arab countries are like that too, like Dubai. That's why you see like a bunch of Lambos and Ferraris, like, like, uh, just like left on the side of the road because, like, I can't pay what I owe. I'm not trying to go to jail. <laughs> I didn't go to Dubai and just hop in the car, like, oh, I guess this is mine now. <laughs> Ship it back to the United States. No, but they do have auctions for those kind of cars. Really? Yeah. Wow. But they're covered in dust and sand and shit. Maybe yeah. I'm sandstorms. I'm sure. I'm. I bet you you could chop those parts up. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So, so just to close. On yeah, just uh, I think familial role for sure. Especially like we live away from our families um, out here in the middle of the country. Um, so I think who you surround who you surround yourself with becomes your family. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. And our our parents had visited us this summer. Me and Steve's and um like it's like almost like a vetting process. Like I got to yeah. see if your friends are really like for you. They Supportive. Care, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think uh, I think if you're if you have no friends if you you're just out here on your own like one that's a miserable existence right. I think like it's lonely and then two like how do you know where you're making mistakes at you're probably a you psychopath first and foremost but <laughs> I don't know about that seriously though I, I mean like how, how how can you really truly improve yourself if you without have feedback nobody, yeah with nobody's there right. to help you along the way you know what I like mean? unless your IQ is like you know 150 yeah. Yeah, the last thing, last thing I can think of, because uh, we're sort of running out of time. What, uh, what would you say a social stigma is that uh, hmm. needs to uh, change? You know what I mean, or something from your vantage point that you think uh, needs to change as a social stigma? Yeah, you know what I mean. Thoughts? Um, I would say definitely tattoos. Like, I feel like they are becoming more socially acceptable, but I think they should be more socially acceptable within a professional yeah. environment. Mm-hmm. So. Like it's nothing wrong. I, I and that's it goes with a lot of forms of expression. I say the same thing with like fattish hairstyles and stuff. Like I think that should really um, progress to the point where it's just like you should be able to express yourself however you want and not detract from you professionally. Yeah, we're going towards that route. Um, in our generation, we we might not all the way get there, you know, before we're dead. But. Speaking of tattoos, where would you say where, where, where's it uh, acceptable? Oh yeah, go, going back to a men's society. If you have a <laughs> tattoo on your face, you're a demon, and you shouldn't be hired. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think anything on your neck face, or neck, right. Uh, Hands, yeah. I would say. Nah, I want to say hands because some people they be having nice tats on their hands. Yeah. If you want to submit yourself to that pain, though, yeah, but, painful. Yeah, um, for sure. I don't. Under, I don't understand the social stigma behind showing up to work drunk every day. The 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. Well, you need to deal with that. That's a personal issue. That was a joke. I was testing the waters to see what we're to see what we're comfortable with. We're about to get offline. Like, submit this man to AA, please. I have a problem. Right. No. Um, yeah, I think tat- tattoos definitely um, need to be destigmatized. I have a bunch of friends that work in the corporate world and they have tattoos like sleeves and yeah. various It depends tats. on what corporation you work for. If like, yeah. There's very progressive corporations, especially any kind of big tech company is extremely progressive. I'd say any of the big consulting firms, even any of the big IB firms, investment banking firms will like allow you to have tattoos that don't really care unless it's like you said on your face. Really? You know, I'm surprised. Anything I know people at Goldman with tattoos. I know people really? at like... We have a yeah. tattoo. I know people... Well, a lot of these people are vets too. Yeah. Now I'm talking about like kids right out of college. Really? Yeah, with tattoos, just working at like McKinsey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's good because it really should be you know what's in your brain and not you know. Right. Uh, obviously, I do agree you should present yourself a certain way, but you know tattoos are a form of expression, right. and ultimately, for the most part, they can be covered up. That's why I said like no neck or face, like. Yeah. Like if you have a like a Nike swoosh in between your eyebrows, that's gonna distract people when you're trying to like just, give like a business. What's that dude's name? Freaking DC. Yeah, DC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nike swoosh, or you have like yeah. a big ass ice cream cone right here, and yeah. this is like it's like I'm trying to listen to what you your pitch, but I keep looking at your damn right. face, bro. Like, bro, yeah. yeah, that you are wild. If you get you're face, a demon, face, head <laughs> tattoos. Oh like, yeah, that too. Like, bro, come on. I saw yeah. someone on Instagram the other day was like. Like a lower end of a skull jaw, like right here, and then on the top, and it's just like, have y'all? Ever, I'll never take you seriously. Have y'all ever known somebody to get the like inside of yeah. their lip tattooed? For sure. Bro, first right. off, why? But like that, yeah. that looked like one of the most painful spots you could get. I think these people just like pain, bro. That's why we call it tattoo therapy. Y'all just like to get needles stuck in you. Yeah, it do be feeling kind of good though. Yeah. But did you say what your social stigma was, or the one um, that you think should? I shared two. And we yeah, you said about the it. tattoos. Yeah. Um, um, let me think. Uh, why are you thinking about yeah, it? Yeah, come I, back to me. My, I think talking about money, I mean, like not specifically like how much mm-hmm. how much money is in your bank account, but I'm talking like there are people still who get uncomfortable just even talking about how you should work with your money. Like, like whoa, whoa, that's nah. Yeah, but that's borderline pocket watching. I hate that. Define pocket watching though. If you tell, tell if you disclose anyone, you know, you're like spending habits and it's like, I mean, it's different between, oh, you should be, you know, you should have better spending habits or better like yeah. um, financial habits. But if you're trying to know how much you have in your, uh, their bank account, like, I yeah. think that's real. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, yeah, that should still have some level of privacy. Right. But I'm talking about like just anything involving money. Like, people, there are some people that just don't even talk about it. Ever. Because in a certain in a certain respect, it makes you a target. So like, usually if you said I have two million in my bank right now, like next and, time and, you go to the ATM, you want, might want to be looking over your right, shoulder because like pull that two million out. But I, that's what that, that's what I said should stay private. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Specific amounts and then specific spending habits. When I'm talking money, I'm like what you should do to better yourself that's what i mean like those conversations aren't even coming up you know what i'm saying like and i think there's still a stigma around it a little bit so that that's what i mean you know what i mean yeah because because i think people just don't want to feel like you know they're being parented increase it insecurity like stay out of my pockets that's why people say that it's like yeah i'll do what i want like yeah but even if you're trying to like intrinsically you're trying to help that person like it's it's just a tough topic it's like politics or religion it's divisive. That and then the other thing I could think maybe is like marijuana. For sure. Oh yeah, we talked about and that. And I'm not talking about all substances. I'm just talking just marijuana. marijuana. Obviously, we're not blowing gas in the yeah, damn yeah, office. Yeah. yeah, and if you have a job where you're not supposed to be smoking, obviously don't smoke. Right, like it's right. too easy. Right. Like just don't do it. But I am saying like I think that that stigma just needs to go away. Like the people that are still either perpetuating it or saying like. Oh, it's bad for you, type. Right. Like, I they're uneducated they, yeah, on the topic uneducated. when you yeah, demonize. Exactly. There's a difference between CBD, THC. I, like, Steve yeah. has a story about that. Yeah, actually. I remember the day I learned that marijuana like wasn't 
bad for you. Yeah. I remember, but, I remember the day I learned that. I felt like betrayed. I was like, what? Wait a minute. You don't yeah, die? Your, your parents be like, you smoking that reefer? Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from that reefer. They, they love to hit you with that one. Uh, that reefer. Or that, <laughs> no, my dad, my dad says dope. Right. I'm like, dad, yeah. you know, do you know what dope is? Like, yeah. weed is not. It's like, right. dope is cocaine. Not <laughs> or opioids or some shit. Yeah, like, dope and reefer. That is their favorite right. words, right? That's how they are you smoking it. dope? I'm like, yeah. no, chill out. Right. Um, yeah, that definitely needs to be destigmatized. Yeah, for bro. sure. Yeah, I mean, because, like, it, it looks crazy to me when you say, like, you shouldn't do marijuana, but alcohol is perfectly fine. Yeah, you can go to lunch break and get somewhat smizzed, even, and it would be acceptable. <laughs> but if you go and you come back smelling like weed, it's like, oh, you're fired. Like, I was watching some local news station in Missouri the other day, and it was like, oh, yeah, we got this major drug bust, like, X amount of like marijuana was seized. I'm like, you guys look goofy. Right. Like, people are getting this stuff legally. Stop wasting taxpayer dollars, <laughs> like, bro. Saw I saw that on TV. Right. It was like, it was like yeah, we got them. We got them. I'm like, bro. come on. Like, the streets are safer tonight in Missouri. I'm like, come on, bro. You guys look goofy. Right. Super goofy. <laughs> there actually is more unhappy God. people today on the streets of Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> you protected no one. Exactly. <laughs> At all. Oh, man. Leah. Yeah, one thing I think I needs to be destigmatized or more so normalized is like people who are like, you know, in their early 20s, mid 20s, even late 20s, like figuring their life out. I think there's an unfair expectation. Like you come out of high school, you go to college, you come out of college, you get a job. Like some people just got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? There's not like a, a set recipe for life. So I think, um, I mean, to an extent, mm-hmm. but I yeah. think we need to normalize people just like figuring it out, trying, failing, succeeding. Um, Steve trying to normalize a gap year. <laughs> That's what he's trying to do. No, no, I see him. Like, oh, I need to. F- I'm gonna go to California uh, and find myself. Where I can agree with you on is, um, I don't think you necessarily do have to know exactly what you're gonna do yeah. for your entire work history. You know, before you die. Like mm-hmm. I agree, and like. I love my dad, but yeah, that yeah, I was definitely pushed whenever I was like right. growing up. Like, you need to figure out what you're gonna do. Um, you need to figure out what you're gonna do, and I I appreciate him doing that before mm-hmm. you know, or I could have been one of these people that just really around, just yeah. just walking through life not knowing. But at the same time, like it's kind of difficult to expect an eighth grader to know what they want to do with their life. Yeah. Why? Wow. An eighth grader? I've known what I want to do with my life since I was in sixth grade. Okay. All right. Would you say that you are have achieved it already? Yeah. Well, no, to a certain extent, I've achieved the first part. Right. And I've I, achieved the first part. I of still it. don't know what I want to do right. in my life, to be right. honest I, with you. I, look, I'm not saying be clueless. That is not oh, what I, like I, I am not. I am not saying that. I'm not saying be clueless. I'm not saying that you should be out here wandering and just doing whatever. What I am saying is like I'm not going to look down on you or judge you if you have not figured it out um, by 25. You know what I mean? If you are actively working and trying to figure it out, absolutely. I I support that. If you're doing absolutely nothing, now I don't support that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. If you you just finished college, you still don't know what you want to do with your life, but you are actively grinding and trying to figure out what your niche is, I support that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would say, like, it can't be aimless. Like, you should. Like, we. I don't think we should normalize not having a plan. I mean, obviously, there are certain, like, corrosives that you want to avoid. Like, you don't want to be addicted to any substances. You don't want to be uh, committing sexual assault, sexual violence. You don't want to be. There are certain corrosives that we want to avoid. But I feel like if you're not succeeding at a high level, like you said, Gabe, you shouldn't be looked down upon. Um Everyone's got to take some time to formulate and pivot, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess. So, I, go, go ahead. I, was, I guess I can have some insens- insensitivity towards that subject because I plan everything out like five years. Yeah, same. Like, <laughs> like where I went to school, I wanted to go since I was in sixth grade, and then you know, um, now like what I want to do now, I've been wanting to do since I was like in early, like probably like ninth grade or no, not ninth grade, freshman year in mm-hmm. college. So, I don't know. I always, that's just how I've always thought. Not everyone thinks like that. Some people take life day by day. But, like, I've always had a plan of what I wanted to do. Like, and, you know, as I transition in life, I like to have three plans. I like to actually be Mm overprepared. Yes. You you know, you you can never be, like, completely ready for what life throws at you. But you can mitigate some risk. To that point, though, Steve, I will say, I do think that there is a point in time where you need to pick something. 
Exactly. Absolutely. You cannot be out here 34 years old, still <laughs> living with your parents and talking about, I want to figure out, I, I still don't know what I want to do. It is time to decide. Yeah. A society. It sounds like Gabe knows somebody. <laughs> like we the, all know. I know. It's I'm called like, failure to launch. Like, failure it is to time launch. to decide. It is time to pick a career path and realize that, hey, as an adult, I'm not going to be, I can't be an astronaut. I can't be an NFL player. At yeah, this be time. realistic. It is over. Figure out a trade, figure out a job, and stick with it. And at that point, now, because now you're wasting right. people's time. How can you accurately expect a woman or someone to want to be with you? And how can you expect to ha- bring kids into this world when you're still living at your mom's house at 34 years right. old and you're talking about, I don't know what I want to do? Figure it out. Right. You're only doing disservice to yourself later <laughs> in life because as you grow, it's like, wow, like I was like lost for like this 10 year period in my life. <laughs> seriously like you you know what and that goes back to like upbringing because like my like with my parents and for justin's parents i can't speak to your parents but for for my parents that that wouldn't fly like that wouldn't fly like my father would be on my head he's like what do you want the thing is what's up what do you want to do he's like oh i want to do this well you're gonna go to college anyway so and you're gonna do law i'm like i don't want to do that well you can do what you want, but right. if that don't work out, here's what you're gonna do. So like, and some if you have very would say that's bad parenting, parenting, bro. But no. I would definitely say that that is put you into a more successful space. No, your parents yeah. birthed you, so yeah. like they know what you're good at. It's like, hey, Justin, like you're really good at memorizing facts. You should be a lawyer. I'm like, I don't want to be a lawyer, but guess what? If whatever I decide to pursue now fails, I know what I'm gonna fall back on. Yeah. I trust I trust with my dad oh, yeah, my dad's input chomping at the bit <laughs> like I used to want to be a mechanic my dad's a mechanic so I used yeah. to really want to be a mechanic I remember I told my Me mom oh, actually. I was like yeah I think I want to be a mechanic my mom's like no I was like damn but but dad's a me- you are not becoming a mechanic I was How'd like your dad react to that my dad's just like twiddling his thumbs <laughs> he's like because he can't disagree with you know his wife and whatnot publicly uh, he can I'm, right. when it comes to parenting yeah. I, I'm, I don't know he but front. yeah my yeah. mom was like you are not going to become a mechanic I was like dang well I guess I'll pick something else. Right, <laughs> you feel right. me? So, and like again, college wasn't an option. Like yeah, you were going to college. Sh- I, I feel like they should encourage you in a similar path because, like, I had you know unrealistic elementary school goals. Like I'm gonna be a football player. I'm gonna be a basketball player. I'm gonna be a mechanic because I actually do like automobiles. Like, no, you're gonna be an automotive engineer. I think that's how you steer your children mm, in that direction because yeah. you can still do yeah. all of that. Absolutely. Like an automotive engineer can design, build, do everything. Yeah. So. I think yeah. instead you're like no, she should have been like. I think I think your parents definitely were. They wanted you to achieve greater. They wanted you to look for for greater. Like I'm not looking down on right. mechanics in any way, but I can definitely say that. Right. Uh, <laughs> Dirty ass mechanic. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not looking down on mechanics. I would love to do at, that at, as at, a hobby. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like I would definitely say that. Is there a ceiling to that? Yeah. Right. You know and. If you have no problem with the ceiling, then absolutely do it. You know what I mean? But, you know, as a younger individual, you know, you you don't want them to already settle. You know, as a, I mean? yeah, as a parent, you, know I mean? you want to set the bar as high as possible and as high as like you set them up to achieve. And I'm sure there are people there's people that disagree with that. And like, no, freedom no. and do whatever makes it, you happy. I'm like, because if you're setting your okay. kid up to go to think about it this way, if you're setting your kid up to go to college. They can figure. They have four years to figure it out. You can change your major. Um, obviously, you want to be realistic. Like we said, like you want to do something practical, not underwater basket weaving. Um, but you can set your kid up to go to college. They can figure out what they want to do that they're passionate about and pursue that at the highest level. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Any Any final thoughts, fellas? Any thoughts? No, this has been a great conversation. Yeah, Very thorough. Really awesome, yeah. I think so. We 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 gonna need y'all to engage more. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Like, um, we're gonna have a website up soon. Um, IG, Facebook, so you guys can engage more. Um, we want to hear more feedback from you guys as far as you know what you would like us to cover. Uh, somewhere in the near future, we might actually start having like special guests. Like, we're actually pretty excited about that. Um, what do you have, Gabe? And I echo all those uh, sentiments that you said. This has been the True Thoughts Podcast. We'll see you next week.